Blog Talk Radio. thinking, how can I get 
get get? Who can help me achieve my big goals and dreams? Remember the co-words, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? Always remember this. You walking in with that attitude, so is everyone else. They all want to know what's in it for me. And if you learn to adapt, if you learn to communicate in their language and you learn how to build relationships, and when you look at the pandemic that we're going through today, that it's all about distancing yourself, well, with the iPhone, you use FaceTime. Otherwise, you use Skype and, or, or WhatsApp. And what's the neat thing about these particular platforms is that you can talk to someone face-to-face, but you're keeping your distance. And what you're also finding is more and more businesses are going online today. And that's just simply something that has been going on for years. It's not anything new. The difference is that today we have to adapt and change our attitudes about what a job is. And this is a story that I told for many years, but it's so much applied to what's happening today and just how Everything has totally changed today than what it was in the past and how important technology plays into our business world today. For instance, here's the thing. If you look back at 100 years ago when people were migrating to the United States, they brought with them their skills and they brought with them their work ethic, that many of them in their hometown, what they would do is they would go home to home selling their waiters. Well, when they came to the United States and into the community where they lived, they were small towns. They didn't have the travel. So what did they do? They set up their push carts on street corners and the Customers came to them. You see some of that even going on today in large cities where people will stand on street corners with shopping carts and have their wares in it. Or if not shopping carts, tables. You see that at festivals. It's the same concept of what's been going on in the past. But many of them eventually got into small mom-and-pop shops where it wasn't standing on the street corner anymore, but you actually had a cupboard. And even some of those companies became big corporations. And the first generation born in this country grew up and went into the military because it was around World War II and because their country had given so much to them, they wanted to give back to their country. And here's the kicker, that during that generation, it was the growth of the corporation, and many of them went to work for the corporations. They worked for 25 to 30 years. 
They retired and even got a gold watch for their service. But that was a time when employers were loyal to the employee and the employee was loyal to the employer. And there's a story that my mother always told about Uncle Barney. And he went to work for the steel mill and was willing to work for free because the owner couldn't pay him a salary. And he, then when the owner was able to, that's when he paid him the salary. Well, what happened was the owner of the company wrote in his will that his sons could not fire Uncle Barney. They had to let him work until he was ready to retire. So he worked until he was in his 70s, and then he lived to be 99. And it's not that he died of natural causes. What happened was he was living in, I'd say, a supportive living environment, not truly a nursing home, but they did provide three meals a day. And he woke up one morning, and it was way too early, didn't realize it, thought it was time to get up, and get dressed, went downstairs, fell down the steps, and hit his head, and split his head open. And beyond that, he may have lived longer. But the thing is that the baby boomer generation, they went to work in the corporations, and there was an unwritten rule at that time that it was assumed that you had a job for life. Therefore, when those corporations started merging and having two to three people handling the same job, they started offering buyout packages to their upper management, middle management people. And many of them took the buyout package and they looked at entrepreneurship and some continued to be entrepreneurs. Others went to work for small businesses and were managers in those stores. And today, there's no guarantee of any job, but what you noticed was it was a migration where corporations and small businesses, even little mom-and-pop stores, were starting to build websites or e-commerce on the Internet. And for many of them, they even closed down their little small shops because they found they were making more money just running an e-commerce store online with little overhead compared to having to pay out rent, pay for electricity, pay for staff, and depending on foot traffic. So realizing where we are today, you can understand just how important the Rolodex is and how important your email list is because your Rolodex is also your email list. But this mentality won't get you anywhere and it doesn't serve you. And to build your own 10-figure Rolodex, you must eliminate the getting mindset from your subconscious and focus on giving. In every interaction, you need to start asking yourself, how can I give more to the people that I'm meeting? Meaning, instead of what's in it for me, what's for them? And the idea is that when you help them, they're more likely to want to help you. 
and refer business to you. Even if you don't have any obvious skills or a strong network of your own, you must constantly be on the lookout for ways that you can provide more value to everyone that you do business with today. For example, my friend Joe Marion, who became one of my clients back in 2009, literally built his empire on generosity. At the time, he was a broke high school teacher who was just beginning his journey as an entrepreneur. But despite his apparent lack of resources, I quickly realized that he was one of the most generous and giving people I ever met. He didn't have any resources, but he was resourceful in the ways that he could be and always found some way to help people. He became a part-time writer for a fitness magazine and came to me and said, I just noticed that you launched a brand new book that you want to sell on Amazon. Congratulations. You're doing great, but I think I can help you. He didn't come to me to say, I need you to help me. He came and added value to my life. And after he grew his company to $100 million in only 18 months, his generosity just kept growing and growing. He's always throwing his parties, bringing people together, making connections, and offering feedback and advice whenever he can. You were as to ask him, he would tell you that the biggest reasons that he's being able to achieve such high levels of success because of his commitment to giving generously with no expectation of return. In my own business, Joel inspired me to buy 250 copies of my friend Ed's book and send them to people who I thought could benefit from them. And I did this. I received dozens of emails asking, why did you send me this? What's the catch? And my response was always the same. I thought that you would find it valuable, and I wanted to help you improve your life. Increase your market value by developing your high-income skills. Once you've become a go-giver, it's time to develop a high-income skills, whether it's email copywriting, doing videos, becoming a great speaker, writing video sales letters, or simply being able to sell. Figure out where your unique talents lie, and then you can develop them to add life, changing value to other people. This is what we really need to do, is to learn who we are. You know, everyone is unique. Everyone has something that makes them different. 
the idea here is that you understand and develop the skills that you need because we all have something that we're really good at. No, no one is exactly the same. Even twins have different personalities. So remember this. It's up to you to want to decide what is best for you and find a way to make it happen. When you have high income quality skills, you become in demand and desire. And when you combine your HIS with your go-giver mentality to provide value to others, your life, business, and network will accelerate like never before. For example, if you've mastered email copywriting, you can go to someone that you admire and say, hey, I love what you do. I love your emails and your products. I was just reading your email copy, and I thought I'd give you a few suggestions to help you get even better results. Try those things and let me know how it goes. High-income skills aren't developed overnight, but in our shiny object society, if you're willing to commit to continual practice and lifelong mastery, you'll stand out from the sea of generalists and open yourself up to opportunities that you never imagined. Pick the skills that you want to master and pull out all the stops. Find all of the best books on that topic. Invest in all of the best courses. If you can afford it, hire a coach or mentor to specialize in your skills that can help you to gain objective outside eyes to help you grow faster. Do whatever it takes to build these skills now because they will literally determine the trajectory of your life. You don't have a high-income skill right now, get, a, get one. Make it a priority. Make the, the time for it. Success doesn't happen to you. You make it happen. And set aside 15 to 30 minutes each morning to develop the skills that you think are most important to your business and your life. And business will never be the same. I feel that for so many people, they just don't think about what it takes and the need to keep learning on how to build a successful business. These are the skills that are so important for you. Establish your critical credibility and manufacture celebrity. When I was 25 years old, I was broke, struggling, introverted, binge drinking. And I had a lot of work at the time. But I was fortunate that I had developed the high-income skill, content, and copywriting. I spent literally thousands of hours 
clacking away behind the keyboard, and eventually I sent one of my articles to Men's Health Magazine. They published it within a matter of days, and because of my content, I got featured in one of the most prominent fitness publications on the planet. I suddenly became the guy from Men's Health and established first bit of critical credibility. Critical credibility, the form of manufactured celebrity that boosts your perception in the public eye and gives you an advantage over your competitors. You can get this from being on a podcast, in the news, on the radio, or in an online publication or magazines. And once you get it, you need to leverage it. You have to turn one appearance into another, into another, and then turn it into an introduction. When you can do this consistently, over time, you'll be seen as the go-to guy or gal in your industry and unlike opportunities and connections that you never thought possible. When you manufacture celebrity and elevate your status, everyone becomes easier, whether you think this is right or not. It's always been this way. Imagine that you're going to dinner in your town and you walk into a nice restaurant with your significant other. There's only one table available. And you walk in at the same time as the local news anchor. Who are they going to give the table to? Unless you have these things in place, unless you've grown your network, it goes to the news anchor every single time because they have manufactured celebrity. That's just the way the world works. And I remember once talking to someone that was a newscaster and saying to him, it's all in who you know. And his response to me was, it wasn't. And part of that's because he really didn't want to offer me any assistance when he could have in helping me to gain some connections. So just remember, it all depends on you and how you are going to be perceived. Become a connection conduit. The final secret to building a billion-dollar Rolodex is to leverage the compound effect by making connections and introductions inside of your network. Your network is not for you to, to hold. It adds value to your life, but you need to use it to bring value to others. When you know Miss, Mrs. Smith could elevate her business by having a conversation with Mr. Jones. It is your duty and obligation to introduce them, connect those two, and can help you solve huge problems and start earning thousands more dollars a month as a decent human being, an aspiring empire builder. Now, 
there are a couple of tricks to doing it correctly. First, you to do what's called the double opt-in. Don't just give Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith each other's phone number without explanation. Ask Mrs. Smith if you can introduce her to Mr. Jones. Then let Mr. Jones know that you think he could help Mrs. Smith and ask if it's okay to connect them. 99% of the time, they'll just say yes. And here's the thing. No risk in the success of a connection by making a bad introduction. So what you need to do is to write a 250-word introduction that looks something like this. Hey, Mrs. Smith, I want you to meet my friend, Mr. Jones. He's an expert in this, this, and this. You've probably read his book, and you've probably seen him here. I like to showcase all of Mr. Jones' successes attributes while also explaining to Mrs. Smith why she needs to talk to him. Then I say, Mr. Jones, I want you to meet Mrs. Smith. She's this, this, and this. She's amazing, and she needs a little bit of help. With this, I know that you're an expert on this, and I want the two of you to connect. They can then connect and make life-changing progress on their business. Making introductions is part of the goal-giver mentality, and the people that you help will also be so grateful and want to give back to you, too. They're going to ask how you can help you, and you'll continue to grow your network and wealth. When I discovered this system, it felt like I discovered a secret. It improved every area of my life. Better health, better relationships, better wealth, better success. Amazing trips around the world. You can do this too. I don't care if you live in Tupelo, Mississippi, or in England, or Australia, or Singapore. Stop with the excuses. And start with taking action. Add value. Get high-income skills. Develop critical credibility. And start making these double opt-in introductions. So we've been talking about these, this information and these four ways of building a network. And remember this, the money's in the list. The more you learn how to network, the better you get at it. The better you learn at connecting people that can help each other, the better your opportunities. Because if I got an income production from you and I met someone that I really cared about, or someone that helped me build my business, then what am I going to do? 
I'm going to be looking for ways to help you by referring business to you. So understanding, and this is the biggest issue that I think a lot of people have is they don't understand that it's all in being a giver because if you are a taker and you use people, eventually it will all fall back on your head. And when it does, you will end up in a position where you are going to find that you cannot treat people without respect. And remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one personalcareercoach.com. And I have e-learning courses that you can take, and that's on a membership site called askdavidashinsky.com. I cover such things as overcoming limiting beliefs and stop putting the brakes on because it is a mindset so that we teach you how to become more positive in your life.